0: Life is a highway and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches but there's only one
1: McD crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem
0: of a detour
1: Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Second to None podcast the show on the Believe Podcast Network and the 365 Sports YouTube channel that covers all things SEC football. I am Blaine Gilmer here with my co-host, Tavares King, and it is a What's the Spread Wednesday, TK, week three. We're getting some SEC openers out of the way here for some teams. Uh, Kentucky and Missouri officially opened things up last week, but – Man, the conference play is here.
2: Yeah, it's go time for real now. I only count it when it's, you know, when we start playing. We is in Georgia. So it's go time for us, baby. So uh, this SEC play, I'm ready to roll, man. It's an exciting time.
1: Absolutely, and there's going to be Uh, Still a few non-conference games, still some cupcakes out there, uh, as we like to call them. You've got that we won't really touch on and we won't have the spreads rolling at the bottom of the screen. So if you're watching on the 365 Sports YouTube channel, you can see the spreads will be rolling across. What's the spread Wednesday is not us making our formal picks for the game, but just us telling you why. Vegas and the the odds makers are setting these lines where they are and maybe what's going into some of the thinking. But some teams that we won't be covering, Kentucky, who is you know just straight rolling right now. They can beat you through the air like they did in week one with Will Levis or on the ground. Week two, 200 yards by Chris Rodriguez. They get Chattanooga this week, so uh, not too much of a challenge there in Lexington. Missouri gets southeast Missouri State, who's 0-2 on the year. Going to be a beatdown in in uh, Columbia, Missouri. Tennessee gets a bounce back game versus Tennessee Tech, who's also 0 and two on the year. A and M uh, couldn't come at a better time for them to get a team like New Mexico rolling in there. Um, New Mexico has lost or has won their opening two games, but not against anywhere near the caliber of competition that they'll see in College Station. Uh, Zach Calzada gets his first start over there. Texas A&M this year after he came in for the injured Haynes King, who unfortunately did. News came down on uh, late on Monday, TK, that he did fracture his ankle and is going to be out till at least uh, mid-October. So we'll see what uh, happens there. And then the last one that we're going to kind of breeze through is Arkansas. Uh, Sam Pittman and Pig Sui coming off the big win. Do they have a, a letdown trap game here against Georgia Southern? TK, I mean, you – you know some of them guys that have played at Georgia Southern, you know what it's about that program down there. It's a proud program, but uh Arkansas a 23 and a half point favorite in this one.
2: Yeah, yes. That's a, Georgia Southern is a super super proud program, man. They got a lot of tradition down there. My my brother uh Kevin Ellison was a quarterback. Uh took took uh, Georgia Southern down to the swamp and got a victory. So man, it's it's very doable, man. That team is um that team is capable. Um, you know, they're well coached, they got a nice system that they run down there, but it's very doable for them to do it. But in my own opinion, I don't think it gets done. Uh, Arkansas is just talented, they're coming off, uh, probably the, their biggest win in a long time at that school. Um, they're gonna be jacked. Um, they probably won't rush the field and get that 100k fine this weekend, but. But they'll go. They'll be jacked and ready to go because they'll be. It's it'll be another opportunity for them to get a W in front of their their fans.
1: No doubt, and and we think that they obviously will handle business. uh, But you know, this is just the next step. Okay, so you've got a big win. How do you handle success? Right? How do you? How do you? It's one thing to handle adversity. They've handled some adversity there at Arkansas quite well and have built this program back to uh, a respectable and even a contender, you know, level. But. Once that target's on your back, TK it gets a little bit different. But um, all of these uh, spreads here are brought to you by Bet Online that we'll be talking about today, guys. Bet Online sponsors the show here. And it's that time of year again. Football's back in full swing. We're getting an SEC coverage right here, guys, SEC matchups. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all your pro and college football action this year. All the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest, the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest, open now at Bet Online. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a hundred percent welcome bonus. And Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to place your favorite sports bets. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So as always, we're appreciative of bet online for sponsoring the show. And speaking of spreads, guys, there is a 16 and a half point spread for Alabama going to the swamp. TK. My question is, how is it only 16 and a half points?
2: No, I'm right there with you, man. Uh, Florida's we talked about it a little earlier. Anthony Richardson is a baller. Nobody knows how that hammy is um, that he tweaked. Um, Emory Drunk- Jones has been making a lot of mistakes, four four picks through two games um, against not Alabama. Uh, <laughs> so I think yeah, – it not Alabama.
1: Not Alabama. Yeah, That's not as that eloquently and nice as you could say that, not Alabama. Yeah,
2: yeah, okay, yeah. But I think it could get – it could get bad – down there it could get bad down there in the swamp
1: well let's you know and we even though i think everybody knows what our pick on that game is going to be we don't make our official Vick, uh, picks here until we get to our lock-in friday show so let's just kind of talk about why 16 and a half points first in any sec matchup when you're favored by more than two touchdowns that's a sig- that's vegas seeing you as a significant uh talent gap at having the upper hand in that matchup i think that. Um, that Vegas probably saw USF last week, who got drubbed. I mean, just skull dragged TK in week one by uh by NC State, who goes on to lose to Mississippi State. FS uh, USF was going down the field at will against Florida. Honestly, got into the red zone multiple times. They end up just making self-inflicted wounds there that hurt them. But I'm talking about five, six, seven first downs on a couple drives there in that that first half. And uh, I think that defense, therefore, Florida has a lot to answer. And the inconsistency at the quarterback position now, uh, the inconsistency in terms of the health standpoint on Anthony Richardson – did read over on I'm I'm also a writer for UGA Sports.com, the rival site that covers Georgia football. I read on the the our sister site, the Florida rival site, that Anthony Richardson's hamstring may only be a grade one strain, uh, so the the lowest type of strain that you could have. So they're going to try to rest him this week, and maybe he'll be ready to go. But TK, I mean, Anthony Richardson has been responsible for a lot of their offense already this year, and if if he is hampered in any way. Can, d- does this spread kind of indicate that Vegas's lack of confidence in in Emory Jones?
2: Well, I think I think it definitely does. Um, it, it's definitely an indicator um, of the lack of confidence in Emory. But to your point, I, if that Hemi's a Grade One, it's still going to bother him. They for what they do um, and for what he does for for who he is as an athlete. Um, I don't know if he'll be able to. rattle off those yards and and make those big plays like he did not against again not against an Alabama
1: yeah and any kind of success that Emory Jones has had this year seems to have come off of a little bit of play action some RPO stuff and also the speed option game and a Nick Saban coach defense is going to be well uh, finely tuned for that RPO game because guess what they see it Every day, Alabama runs the RPO game as good as anybody, and they see it every day in practice. I think Najee Harris is the one who said it last year when they were interviewing him at the draft. He said, "He said practices at Alabama were harder than most games. Uh, So, you know, when you're going up against that kind of competition. So that's kind of our take on why the spread is 16 and a half. TK, if you were were an odd setter setting that line, where would you set that line for Alabama-Florida, given that it is at the Swamp?
2: I mean it's at, it's at the swamp but uh man i i think i think coach saving a coach saving i talk about it all the time a coach saving coach defense is like you said ready ready for everything they see the best week in, week in and we out week out uh monday through through thursday um so they're prepared so i think i think that spreads a uh a, a little off we could probably Bump
1: it up to about twenty-two. Yeah, twenty-twenty, uh, more of a three-touchdown type game. I'm definitely thinking that's going to be uh, kind of the key there. And, and uh, it started off at fifteen and a half, and money's already poured in on Alabama. It's, it's going up to, uh, so it's climbing. Vegas trying to, Vegas trying to keep some of those sharp betters out of there. It's gone up to, uh, it's gone up to sixteen and a half on them. So that's kind of the marquee matchup there in terms of, you know, being the, the 330 CBS game. I think CBS uh, just picked two brands there. They weren't really looking into that one, TK, because I think, uh, you know, that's going to be kind of a little bit of a beat down there. Um, you know, also we have in terms of maybe some of the better games, uh, sneaky good games. You've got one that I think is the, the prime time game that is really going to be the best game of the week auburn at penn state um you've got an auburn team that has scored 60 and 62 points uh in their first two games but they've done it against the little sisters of the poor and um you know you know akron and alabama state is just not in that caliber with the athletes that auburn has on that field tank bigsby bo nix but now bo nix gets to look across that field and see a power five defense that is just as talented, at least in the, in the, you know, first string, uh, you know, depth wise, we'll see who ends up that that'll be a big factor this game. But Auburn is a six point road underdog going to happy Valley TK.
2: Yeah. Um, we talk about it all the time. They get, they get three points for being at home. So it's kind of an even game.
1: Uh, Have a I field think big, they, field goal will go game really.
2: Yeah. Field, a field goal game is, is, uh, Vegas sees it as, but man, it'll it'll be intense, it'll be pumped, it'll be jacked, it's a wide out, it'll be it'll be awesome. We talked about
1: 730.
2: You know, yeah, 730. It'll be it'll be pumped in there, man. But you know, I think that Coach Bobo's offense looks like they are rolling. Um, I think Bo Nix is grasping that offense. I think he's start he's coming into his own, finding weapons like Demetrius Robinson, who had three touchdowns last week. Uh, he looked awesome, and I think Coach Bobo's finding ways to get his playmakers the ball, using Tank um, out of the backfield, um, as well as I think he handed uh, D-Rob the ball as well on the end around round that he scored on. So, I mean, Coach Bobo has weapons, and when you give an Bo- uh, uh, offensive coordinator like Coach Bobo weapons, um, you're going to get an explosive offense. And I think that that off- offense is – very explosive, um, you know. Watching their tape, uh, I see a lot of plays being made on special teams as well. So I, I I know that they're harping on that as well down there. So look for this game to have some big plays in it in special teams as well.
1: But TK, let's say this: uh, you know as well as I do, when when you go from playing these you know lowly school, the Alabama states and the Akron's at home on the plains. Very favorable conditions to go into Happy Valley, where and Bo Nix. Honestly, last year uh, I know he's experienced and he's been in some high, you know, pressure games. But there's some young players on that Auburn team. This is going to be the first time that they've faced a hostile crowd like that. You know, guys who are either freshmen or sophomores having to play for because of the COVID situation last year. They may have played against 25 uh, percent capacity, but full scale all out wide out there, seven thirty prime time, ABC under the lights, will that Mike Bobo coached offense be can continue to click because you know as well as I do when you see different looks that a a a James Franklin is able to throw out because of his talent that he has on the other side, maybe some unorthodox things that and you know in Alabama State or in Akron, they pretty much have to line up and, and play their scheme and hope for the best, right. Penn State can be a little bit more creative can do do some different things uh you know
2: yeah i there coach franklin they're going to mix it up they're going to mix some things in and 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 we i think we've we've said it before earlier in the week that this is a a familiar matchup um in the sense of coach Bo, coach franklin was at vandy um back in the day when coach bobo was the oc at georgia so this matchup is extremely familiar they they know each other pretty well. So Coach Franklin's going to do some things that, that he doesn't do that, that might, uh, that Bo Nix might not be ready for, um, that might catch those guys off guard. But I think just from watching the tape, bro, I think that, I think that Auburn looks really good. Um, if they can protect for, for Bo Nix and give him time, I think that that, that, that Coach, Coach Bobo and the staff's going to take some shots downfield and they're going to, they're going to put some points on the board.
1: When, What do you think is the bigger advantage? Auburn having to, you know, kind of gotten to work on themselves really against two teams early on in the year that that aren't their caliber match or Penn State having already won, you know, on the road, hostile environment in a Big Ten matchup over a top – then top ten ranked team, Wisconsin, which, you know, they've got to play that, but they've had to put some stuff on film for uh, Auburn to see what – you know, how does – Matt, uh, matchup wise, and, and which one's a bigger advantage?
2: I talk about experience all the time. And I think definitely being able to play a, a top tier opponent early on gives you an advantage, especially if you come out with a dub um, and you play well. Um, it gives you an advantage from a sense of, that you've been in big moments before. Because, like, to your point, it's a wide out, it's going to be a big game. Um, Auburn hasn't been in a, in a game like this this year um so we yeah i mean it's still out on what what who what kind of team they are who they they're going to be um but we'll see we'll see saturday night at
1: 7:30 again and uh, we 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 give our picks our official picks on lock in friday so make sure to tune in on friday to get our picks on all these games make sure if you're watching on the youtube channel right now 365 sports youtube channel do us a favor hit that subscribe button turn on notifications throw a like in here if you like the content right now that helps us out a lot. And, you know, TK, just before we move on from this game, do you uh, you know, with with what you see, you know, Bo Nick, Sean Clifford, Tank Bigsby, Noah Kane, very similar football teams, do you like where the line is at plus six, uh, Auburn plus
2: six? Um yeah, I'm gonna I uh, I'm am going to take it. I think
1: you think it's yeah. an accurate line? Not not a not a pick, but do you think that line is accurate where Vegas they're they're getting close to, to being right around the money?
2: Oh yeah, I think it's going to be a really good, a really good game. Um, it's when just going back to when we play when we played Vandy back in the day when Coach Franklin was there. Those games were good somehow. Somehow they were good, but they, but I mean they these guys just have each other's numbers, so it'll be an interesting game. I'll be, I'll be, you know, I won't be locked in. I'll be tuned in our game.
1: That's it. That's it. Uh, yeah, the, Georgia plays South Carolina. Uh, and we'll touch on that one next just real briefly because there's not much to talk about. Um, uh, Speaking of the exciting matchup of Auburn, and Penn State, we're excited that our pod is partnering with playactionpools.com this season to bring some interactive fun to the sport that we love the most, which is football. You'll be able to get in on the action with our playactionpools.com football pick'em challenge, which is open to everyone. So here's how it works, guys. Sign up for our contest contest, the believe football Pick'em at playactionpools.com and they get your picks in each week. We're going to select 10 of the high-profile games of the week between NFL and college football. Whoever gets the most right is going to get some uh, prizes like a pair of electric sunglasses, a pair of D.C. shoes. Go to playactionpools.com. Sign up for the contest. Believe, that's B L E A V football pick'em. And if you plan on hosting your own football contest, go to playactionpools.com today. They've got survivor pick'em as well as cool sportsbook-style play called build your own bankroll play action pools.com your new home for all your office sports pools and uh, TK if they are in it they want to tune in Friday like I said to get our picks so they know they know who to pick before all the action on Saturday so we mentioned briefly uh, a while ago the Georgia South Carolina game uh, you know not not a cupcake you can't say because South Carolina is a SEC team but they're definitely in rebuilding mode and uh, Vegas Definitely acknowledges they're in rebuilding mode. Bet online has South Carolina as a thirty-one point underdog coming to Sanford Stadium. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that South Carolina has been playing. Even though it's a great story, and you and I both personally like Zeb Nolan a lot and what he what he's done. And you know, I saw him play several times in high school. He's he's a gritty competitor, but you know, going from GA to QB one and playing Eastern. Illinois and East Carolina is a lot different than playing that front seven of Georgia's.
2: Yeah. Uh, again, it's gonna it's gonna be awesome for him. It's gonna be a great story um, for him to come home and and you know play in Sanford Stadium. Uh, it's but, also the, what what's around him, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, let's not just put everything on him. It's it's a lot, it has a lot to do with what's around him. Um,
1: the dearth it, of it, talent. You,
2: that's yeah, left. yeah, yeah. You said it. They're in re- they're in rebuilding mode. Um, they're gonna have to get some some recruits in there, and they're gonna have to to do some recruiting. Uh, uh, Shane Beamer's gonna have to you know pull pull some rabbits out of the hat. <laughs> So
1: One uh, yeah. guy that they're going to try to impress this week, speaking of recruiting, we are going to start touching on some recruiting here on the show. Oscar Delp is a tight end out of coming Georgia, West Forsyth High School that has South Carolina and Georgia really his top two schools. Uh, he will be in attendance at this game, so you know that Shane, he'll be visiting on an unofficial visit to, uh, to Georgia so, but he'll be seeing South Carolina. He's going to go on a visit to South Carolina later. So you'll see. You know, you know, he's going to be looking to see what Georgia does with uh, Brock Bowers and John Fitzpatrick there, and then of course he'll be looking to see what how Shane Beamer utilizes his tight ends in that game as well. But thirty one point uh favorite georgia is man that's a 31 points is a lot to cover in any in any SEC matchup so but uh but we'll see we're going to give our official picks i think everybody already knows what tk's pick every week is uh georgia <laughs> georgia bulldogs but uh but you know we'll, we'll tell right that right
2: right now yeah right yeah.
1: now we'll tell on that uh lock in friday the official pick there but at 31 that 31 point is that's a big that's a big spread. I don't know. I'm going to have to yeah, mold a, that mold that one over a little that's, bit.
2: That's that's a lot. That's one to circle.
1: That is one to circle for sure. Speaking of something to circle, Mississippi State can go back to always go back to week 2 of this year and then go back to week 1 of last year uh where when they went into Baton Rouge and just killed LSU last year and then they have a good win at home in Starkville at Davis Wade Stadium this past week against NC State. Proved both you and I wrong. That's one one game that we really did get wrong was we thought that Zach Arnett's defense would not be up for the challenge at NC State team. They hold them to 10 points and really do a good job of stifling a good quarterback and a good offensive unit in uh, Devin Leary and that NC State Wolfpack team. But Mississippi State is now going to go on the road and face a Memphis ball club. Uh, And they're, they're a three point favorite on the road, you know, Memphis in the AAC uh, they've had some, some good years. Mike Norvell before he was at Florida state was there and really had them, you know, competing to be in new year, six games and things like that. Uh, The program has had, you know, its ups and downs type years, TK, but you know, uh, what's your, we'll get in on, you know, analyzing the game a little further, but you know, an ACC team going on the road to an ACC team, uh, a, an AAC team, American athletic conference, uh, just what's your thoughts initially, right? Kind of where this Mississippi state team is right now under Mike Leach and, uh, you know, do they deserve to be a three point favorite on the road?
2: Yeah, I think they, they're definitely deserved of the three points, maybe even a little more than the three, um. I think I think coach Leach got his guys ready to play. I think he got them ready to play defensively and I think he's going to continue to do that. Can they score points? Hell yes. They can score points. Um can they stop people? Yes, they can. We saw, we saw it last week. So if if they can, you know, build off that, build off that that confidence uh from week 2 and roll that into to, you know, obviously this week, which I think they'll do um pretty easily. Uh but but on down the line, roll that into other weeks. I think that you know, I think that this team they can be somebody that that kind of creeps up on people.
1: No doubt. And and you're talking about a Memphis team that uh this this is gonna be a, a, a tight, you know, contest in terms of uh two offenses that really like to go at it. I, I don't know, you know, we gotta see Mit- I, I know we apologized to Zach Garnett and we said, you know, uh, please forgive us, Mr. D.C. of uh, Mississippi State for doubting you, but they need to also do it back-to-back weeks, right? We need to see yeah. We need to see this because they had a stifling performance against LSU earlier in the year and then looked, as I said, uh, in a conversation with you uh, about a certain individual before we started recording. They looked like hot, hot garbage uh, <laughs> last year at certain points of time that, you know, just letting people run up and all down the field. But speaking of defense – Lack of defense. Memphis gave up 680 yards to Butch Jones's Arkansas State team last week. So you talk about the air raid going in there to Memphis. Uh, if, if, Memphis if Mississippi State does regress any on defensively, uh, the way Mich- Memphis is throwing the ball and the way that you, we know that Mike Leach likes to throw the ball, they won that game against NC State only rushing for 22 yards. Tk, so you know, you know that the ball is going to be slung over the yard in this game. Carry uh,
2: it out, yeah. yeah, I like it. Yeah, hey.
1: we got to we got to start finding out what the what the over and unders on these games are because uh, you know it, it's good that Mississippi State's a, a three point favorite, but if that game uh, is you know lacking any defense at all, this could be uh, you know much like that Arkansas State game was a fifty five fifty type you know shootout type game. Will Rogers could have a banner day, but. I think that spread is pretty pretty accurate right now, don't you? Going on the road to a uh, team that's returning sixteen starters in Memphis.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think it's pretty accurate. I think they'll maybe maybe a, a touchdown. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I think get, get, get
1: boosted up a get little bit. Rate. Yeah, I, I hear you. Touchdown game either way. Um, now, one of the more intriguing games we saw that Alabama ride right, is a sixteen and a half point favorite on the road at Florida. This should tell you where Vegas thinks the separation is between Alabama and LSU right now. They have LSU being only a 19 and half point favorite at home versus Central Michigan. Now, we've had a little history on this show with Central Michigan before. We picked in week one. We, we had the upset pick, you know, the Lee Corso. Not so fast with uh, Central Michigan going to Missouri. We thought they'd, we, they'd beat them outright. They did cover. We we got that right. They were a thirteen and a half point underdog at Missouri and the fighting Jim McIlwains went in there and uh and covered that spread, but they didn't take down uh they only lost by ten. But Central Michigan, the way those guys can put up points and put up yards and Jim McElwain being a very, very astute and schematically inclined offensive coach, LSU's yeah. defense TK. If yeah. It, if it doesn't look better than that, El- that UCLA
2: game, I was gonna say this could be another one to circle, cause, uh, cause, cause Jim McElwain has been obviously been in this league as uh,
1: he was at Alabama. He's a head coach at yeah, Florida. Yeah,
2: yeah. He he he's he's had success in this league. He knows he knows the ropes, and he has that team ready. They return twenty two starters, um, which is unheard of. So. That 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 that's a game that I I want to I'm, I'm intrigued about for sure.
1: I think that 19 and a half. Uh, I don't agree with that spread. I think 19 and a half is too much to give an LSU team right now that is uh, just in utter disarray. They just announced that John Emery, running talented running back, is ineligible for academically ineligible for the year. I mean, it's just a total uh, dumpster fire. It seems right now over there in Baton Rouge in terms of the organization of things. Um, you saw uh with the Bengals winning in week one why LSU won that national championship, it was Bur- <laughs> it was Burrow to car down the sideline, baby. And that's that's what happened to uh, Joe-
2: Jamar Chase. Yeah, yeah
1: Jamar Chase, man, if 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 oh yeah, yeah, I said car, Jamar Chase. If uh if Joe Burrow doesn't show up, you know, from Ohio State. Ed Orgeron probably gets fired way earlier because they are not winning that national title without Joe Burrow. I mean, he truly, TK, you know, and we'll move on. I know this isn't a revisionist history time, but that season that Joe Burrow had may be the greatest single season any quarterbacks had.
2: Yeah, it 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 was super impressive. And to your point, I mean, we talked about it early on. Coach OC might get a little hot. It, let 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 Jim McElwyn and these and these boys come down here and get a dub. Boy? You, you, you talk about fire. You talk about you talking about fire, but oh man.
1: You talk about getting some Cajuns hot around the collar, man. You let them Chippewas come down there and let the smack oh, down on the man. tigers, and it's gonna get rough down there in Baton Rouge. And and uh, Lord help anybody who's down there because you I don't know if you've been to a game or been in that environment down there, TK. But
2: oh yeah, we, I play. I played in that stadium. No, I'm
1: talking about outside the stadium. Oh no, no. I, no. I'm talking about walking. Yeah,
2: we had we had, a, we had a police escort.
1: Y'all the police escort. <laughs> it, it's gonna get a little rowdy if things don't go exactly. Even if it's a close game. Yeah, uh, there. As Larry Munson said and a positive thing for Georgia one time, there's going to be some property destroyed tonight. And uh, that could definitely happen down in Baton Rouge if, uh, if things don't go as according to plan and that defense doesn't look better uh, because it has just been awful for LSU. And I expect with, um, with, with the, the, the playmakers that Central Michigan has over there. So if they let Lou Nichols, the third, who's a very talented running back. He was the uh, that Mac freshman of the year last year, I believe, um, you know, through two games, 36 carries, 214 yards and two tutties. If he gets going down in Baton Rouge, uh, you know, it could be a, a long night. And uh, I think that 19 and a half points is way too much to give LSU. I, I just don't think they've – garnered that faith right now I'm not I'm not we're not saying right now whether we're going to pick the outright upset of Central Michigan over LSU or not again tune in to lock in Friday to get our picks but right now we're saying that spread a little bit too high for our our liking then we got two more games uh TK Lane Kiffin came out today and said that Tulane uh watching them on film they're they're basically like an SEC team and uh Willie Fritz Willie Fritz did a great job at Georgia Southern right and now he's now he's come to Tulane, and he almost went on the road at Oklahoma and beat Oklahoma in week one. They, they, Man, they got an onside kick late. They had a chance to go in and beat that team. Had Oklahoma, who many people are penciling in right now to the college football playoff. Uh, they had Spencer Rattler and them boys on the ropes, and uh, now Willie Fritz is coming down to the Grove. Ole Miss a 14-point favorite, but uh, I don't think, I don't think Lane Kiffin is sleeping on Willie Fritz and, and the Green Wave coming into town.
2: No, I don't think he's sleeping on them at all. But to your point, talk to my guy, Orleans Darkwood uh, from Tulane, and they they are a, a awesome program. He's, he's happy and excited about the job that their coach is doing with that program, and, and he's glad to see that program going in the direction it's going. And obviously everybody's taking notice, um, even Lane Kiffin taking notice. That's high praise, saying that you know, that they're they're SEC caliber team. And to, to go in week one and have um, Oklahoma on the ropes is very impressive. But to, I, I don't think it, they get it done. Um, but the 14,
1: I, But the, remember, we're not picking that, TK. You yeah, are, you up, you're going to mess up our model here. We're not picking. We're I, gonna, I mean, what do you mean about that 14 points? Do you think that's uh, warranted for Ole Miss to be two, two touchdown uh, favorite at home?
2: Listen, bro. They ain't gonna get it done and they ain't, and it's gonna be twenty one twenty one points. It's gonna be a three three tug game.
1: So you think Matt? I,
2: think, uh, I, th- I I'm on the lane train, bro. Again, I think that he has he has uh a, the style of football that he plays is he's he's trying to score points and I think that he's got something special over there um at QB and that and they're Matt, Matt Corral, yeah. Matt Corral's a special kid. I think that he proved to a lot of people that he was special and poised and ready to go um, that Monday night in, in Atlanta.
1: Oh, no doubt. Matt Corral is, uh, is, is you know, if they keep winning, uh, Matt Corral could end up being a Heisman Trophy candidate. I mean, that's the kind of numbers he's going to put up. We all know that it's a, a numbers-driven type game um, there when you talk about, uh, about Matt Matt Corral and and Lane Kiffin and what they were able to do to Alabama last year but in in Tulane's own right uh, Michael Pratt had a tremendous game against Oklahoma in week 1 they're only 0 and 1 on the year he went 27 and 44 296 yards and three touchdowns in Norman Oklahoma so I mean that that's a great great showing by Michael Pratt so you're going to see two good quarterbacks in this game uh, T.K. feels that spread uh, may make it be a little bit higher in old Mrs. Faber. I, I I don't know. I think that one's pretty close, right? Right? Right about the money. And then we're gonna end up with a team that can is. We, can we
2: do a side bet then?
1: Yeah, side bet. We, we'll we'll just right, you, we'll just DM uh, off the off the show after <laughs> a little while. Um, you know, when we come uh, when we come right here to our final game that we're gonna talk about, it's Vandy and Stanford. Now we've we've had our fun with Vandy. Lord knows you've had your fun surfing Twitter uh, looking through and seeing all these memes that people are putting out on Vandy. Uh, they, poor Vandy is getting the the raw end of the deal at times. But they did bounce back. The Commodores go from, you know, uh, outhouse to penthouse, so to speak. And from week one to week two, they lose to uh, East Tennessee State and then um, go on the road and take care of Colorado State, another program that has its own problems uh, admittedly, but that's still big for Clark Lee and his and Ken Seals and that bunch to be able to take care of business. But eleven point underdog at home with Stanford, who uh, just got Clay Helton fired after beating USC this past weekend. Um, what do you think about that eleven point underdog in Nashville for the Commodores?
2: Um, for the state of where the program is, I think that 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 spreads accurate, but. You're right. I, I I had to type in Vanderbilt football on Twitter. And people are giving them grief, but I dove in I typed it in for a different reason. I wanted to know what what the heck was going on with the program. I've asked that a couple times um, on the show, and I mean, one, you got a new coach. It's tough when you have a new coach. It's always tough. That he's trying to build a culture, his culture. He's got to get those kids to buy into his way he's got to get he's got to change everything from top to bottom everybody's mentality so that's tough in itself and then i looked deep even deeper and i found out just weeks before the opener you know you demote your oc your freaking uh your freaking you're freaking <laughs> quarterback 10 you're days freaking quarterback just... coach is now now you're calling plays so dude i mean that that's a big deal so i mean no wonder you know you're you're scrambling around in week 1 but um I look at the players you see Ken seals is a guy that's you know played played in this league has has won some games in this league and has has you know played in big games um you got jim you got uh cam Johnson and will shepard they got uh six point five catches a game so i mean they they've got guys that are doing things uh well but i think a lot of what they're doing is is shooting themselves in the foot um making making mistakes and you do that when you have a new coach you do that when you have a new system you do that when you have um unfamiliar things in the program and uh i think it's just going to take them getting on the track getting on the same page with Clark Lee and him doing things his way um but again to your point they're they're back on track now and Maybe they'll stay that way. Maybe they won't. Uh, we'll see.
1: All I'm telling you is, uh, you know, when you got a David Shaw coach team in Stanford, this is like the Brainiac Bowl, Stanford versus Vanderbilt. You know, some smart – there's some high GPAs in this game, man. There may be some GPAs that are getting close to people's 40 times up there. I mean, it, it's going to be right there with each other, you know. But, uh, But in terms of David Shaw coming in there with that Stanford team, they're gonna play three, two, three tight ends. They're gonna get an I formation. They're gonna to try to bludgeon you to death uh, with you know just ISO runs, off tackle runs, some some gap scheme stuff. Uh, just really powering it up in there. And Vanderbilt's front seven is gonna be challenged in this game. Uh, I think this the the spread uh, could actually be maybe a little bit lower. N- not because I don't think not not because. I don't think that Stanford can go into, but I just think the way that Stanford plays, it's going to be more of death by a thousand cuts than it is explosive, you know, explosive plays, and and there may be a limited possessions in this game because of that, because you know Vanderbilt's going to try to help their defense out as much as they can and and try to extend some drives and not go uh, no huddle or anything like that as well. So, but guys. Uh, th- here on What's the Spread Wednesday, we just try to do our best to give you a snapshot of uh, what these games are looking like, uh, what we're thinking, you know, preliminarily about the matchups, and then you, you know, catch us on Lock In Friday where we're gonna lock in, go deep dive on these matchups, and give you the reasons why we think the teams that we pick is going to win. And uh, our picks last week, pretty good, TK, pretty good. Yeah,
2: yeah, we did our thing. We're gonna do our thing this week.
1: Absolutely. So, and I'm
2: gonna win our side bet.
1: That's it. He he's gonna win the, win the side bet. I think we. What was our disagreement on? It was on a, It was on uh, Mississippi State.
2: No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Ole yeah. Miss, Ole Miss, and Tulane.
1: Ole Miss, and Tulane. That's what yeah. we were disagreeing on. You like uh, you like uh, the Rebels a little bit more. Um, than I do in that one in terms of being comfortable with that 14-point uh, spread. So, for Tavares King here, I am Blaine Gilmer. This is the Second to None podcast. Again, make sure to subscribe, like, hit notifications, catch us on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you catch it. We're part of the Believe Podcast Network, presented by Online and PlayActionPools.com and we will catch you Friday for a lock-in Friday where we make our picks on SEC Week 3 action. We'll catch you Friday morning.
0: Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30.